We are so glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much in you and through you, and we would love to hear about it. Would you send us an email at shannon at hectorfirst.com to tell us your story? You can also go online and give to this ministry by going to hectorfirst.com and clicking the Give tab. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the message. word today. Uh, this morning, I, I, I know I've got short time today. That's all right. I don't need a whole lot of time this morning, but let me, let me just say thank you for last week, for last weekend, last Sunday. It was uh, a surprise. Uh, thank you for all the kind words, the gifts, the, pre- the cards, all that Thank you, thank you for everything. But I have a card this morning I want to read. It says, thank you so much, church family. The phrase is simple and the words are few, but behind them is a whole lot of appreciation. This is from, uh, from our family, the Bull family. But thank you so much for every dish of food, utensil, every prayer, hug, visit, flower, phone call, word of encouragement, and for loving Brother Bull and our family. Thank you for the beautiful casket spray and for the wonderful meal served to the family. The Reverend Kenneth Bull family, we love you all. Thank you very much for everything that you did. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. Um, this is, <clears throat> I had... I had preached this message, or I'd actually taught this message on a Wednesday night. I don't know if I teach or preach on Wednesdays. I guess it just depends on what mood I'm in. Uh, But we're going through the life of Paul, and we just finished Ephesians last month, or a couple of months ago, maybe, and maybe it was May. Um, I'd preached this message, and... um, some had said that that's a that's a Sunday morning message, and I kind of blew it off. And God just been dealing with me over the last week uh, about preaching it this morning, and I I was really reluctant to uh, to do it because it's just been a couple of months ago or whenever it was, but God just wouldn't let me loose today, and so. This morning I have a word today that we're going to uh, that we're going to dive into real quick. We're going to talk about power. We know our, our theme for the year is transformation, Romans 12, 2. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we're going to talk about transformation. We're going to talk about love, the love of God, but I, I believe wholeheartedly that you cannot, you cannot, how do, you, how do you say this? You cannot say you know God or have a relationship with God and not be different. You just can't. You can't, you can't, you can't have an intimate relationship with God and just not be different. If you have a love for God, you are going to be changed, right? 
You're going to be transformed. You're going to be different. And so this morning, I'm going to, we're going to read uh, Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 14 um, this morning. So if you would stand for the reading of the word today, you look good today. Who's ready for the fourth, right? Fireworks. I got my blue shirt on. Look, I even got my red, white, and blue socks on. There, for all you non St. Louis Cardinal fans, these are Cardinal socks. So, um, Be here tonight, huh? Praying for you, brother. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, it says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power. Everybody say power. Through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far, far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power, everybody say power, at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ, through, in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Verse 1 and 2 of chapter 4. The Apostle Paul says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love. Lord, open our hearts, our minds to receive what you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Look at your neighbor as you're being seen and say, you got the power. Is that, oh, is it a 90s? It's not, what is it, fight the power or I got the power? What is that? I got the power, that's it. I knew, I, I knew it. I, I got the power, right? You have the power. Have the power. Paul writes about it right here. Power in knowing God. Our theme for the year is transformation, right? Be transformed. How many of you know that God empowers us to know His love and to be changed by it? To be changed by it. If you have love for God, then you should have love for everybody else. There should, be, there should be no hate in your heart. There should be no discomfort, this, this, this discord in your heart. If you have God, if you have the love of God in your life, then you have love for everyone. Everybody say everyone. 
Doesn't matter what they think or what they believe, where they stand politically, whether they where they stand in in their in their stance against whatever. I mean, there's a lot of issues in the world going on right now. No matter where they stand, it may not line up with what you think or believe, but we have to love them. Right? I'm going to prove it this morning with Scripture. Listen to this. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. We can only love others to the measure that we are full of God's love. In this passage this morning, Paul records his personal prayer for the Christians at the church of Ephesus. A prayer that is effectually offered today for all of us as well, all of us believers as well. In verses 16 through 21, we, we read that this morning, he lays it out, but he emphasizes God's power at work within us so that we can know God's love more and more. In the, in, in the Strong's Concordance, in the, in the where I go to look up, and I have other sources as well, but when you want to know or really understand a, a passage of Scripture or a key word, or you want to look at the word and the definition or where it come from, the root word, the word power that Paul uses in this passage of Scripture comes from the Greek word dynamis. Dynamis. We know that that sounds like dynamite, right? It's the same root word. They both come from the same root word, dynamis. This is what dynamis means. It means violent power or also mighty, wonder-working strength. Now, if you go back and you read the text again and you add that to that, it makes it, it, makes it speak a whole lot differently, right? It says, uh, for example, in the first power in verse 16, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power or with wonder-working strength through His Spirit. In your inner being. Dynamite. Dynamis. Power. It's a violent, working power in your life. When we think of dynamite, we think of things blowing up. Watching movies and, or even thinking about things that happen uh, with our military or things that happen. You know, I, I love history and I know you know this by now, but... Uh, one of my favorite books is, is, it's a big book, it's titled 1776, it's, it's when our country was formed, and, and I think about uh, uh, the cannons going off, and I think about the muskets being shot, and I think about the explosion. Has anybody ever, anybody ever been to a Civil War reenactment? Am I the only weird one in here? There's fake cannons. It's loud, isn't it? They let you sit in the trees, you know. You can get as close as you want without getting... Susan's thinking, I'm weird. But these are actual cannons that are going off. There's no cannonball, but it's a boom. 
If you go to a Hector football game when we score a touchdown, we know it's coming. There's a boom, and it scares us every time. But can you imagine being in, in, near that, in, that type of explosion? The love that we have, the power that God has given us, it is meant to be that loud or that contagious or that, that well-driven home, loud, pronounced authority that God has given you, the world around you needs to know that the power that comes out of you is coming from heaven. But don't shout me down now, you ruined my message. If you'll follow with me real quick, we'll get through this. If not, we might be here the next three hours. Somebody said, oh, Our inexhaustible riches, out of his inexhaustible riches, Christ fills us with his power through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit when you're born again. As we walk with him, we get to know even more his boundless love and his grace until we are filled to the brim with God's power. Let me, just get, let me just get to it. Everybody's wondering what this is. If you're not here on Wednesdays, then uh, <clears throat> you really are wondering. Uh, but if you are, please, don't, don't, no spoiler alerts, okay? I'm going to move it over here closer to the center. That way, everybody gets a better view. So in, in this, if I don't spill it, today... In this, in, this, uh, in this bowl, there is nothing in this bowl, right? Nothing. It's empty. We agree. It's not a magic trick. Uh, y'all know how my magic tricks go, right? They don't always go according to what I plan. But in this, today, we have, we have a cup. This, is, this, this has nothing, there's no, there's no relevance to this, okay? This is just to keep me from pouring water all over the place. But this here represents you. Represents you. This picture represents God, and the water that's in it represents the love of God. If we are to know the love of God, then how do we receive it? For the illustration, right, we've got to get under it. We've got to get in the presence of God to receive the love, right? Now, I'm, I'm trying, I don't remember exactly, and I know it's not supposed to be the same because today's different, it's not. You see, I'm nervous. Because God's fixing to speak to somebody. You're not here by accident. We can say that this is my life. We can all agree that we've got the presence of God, the love of God in our life, right? If there's water in the cup, which we know I've already explained, the representation is love. I have love in my life. I have God's love in my life. Is that enough? 
Is this enough love? If you go back and you, and, and you remember what I said, we, are only, we can only love others to the measure that we are full of God's love. So if this is all the love of God that I have in my life, then I am only loving three-quarters of the people in my life. Because I still harbor, I still harbor hate. I still harbor hurt feelings. I still harbor things of, uh, or emotions that, uh, that, that keep me from receiving all that God has for me because I'm not, I'm not staying where I need to be in the presence of God. So this, to us, some of us, this is, this is well, they hurt me. I, I don't like them or, or I, I even hate them. I still come to church. I still got God's love in my life, but somebody said something about my family. Somebody did something to me. Somebody hurt me. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't, it's not, I'm not talking about just yesterday. I'm not talking about last year. I'm talking about maybe, maybe it was years ago. Maybe it was generations ago, and you're still harboring the feelings. You're still harboring the, the hurt. You're still harboring everything the, that, that you want to against receiving the power of God to be delivered from those feelings. Because in order to, to, to have those, and I know this is an illustration, it's easier said than done, but listen to this. If you continue to stay in the presence of God, what happens? When you fill your life with, with, with the Word of God, when you continue to maybe come to church or maybe listen to the gospel music, Christian music, you fill your life with friends and family that, that love God and they, they're good for you. What happens to that emptiness? What happens to that hate? What happens to that, to that hurt? It begins to leave, right? Why? Because there's no room for it. There's no room for those in your life because you are full of the love of God. Now that's easier said than done, right? But it's true. Look. You can get to the point in your life and you think, I've, 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 I've been at church. Look, this is, this is what happened. I'm not trying to dig up, dig up anything from the past. Don't, don't, don't go there with me, okay? But when COVID happened, this messed us up. Not just our church, but the church in general. Okay? Because we were all used to coming to church and getting full. Oh, I, can get, I can't wait till Sunday. Look, I can't wait till Sunday. I can't wait till next Sunday already. But we are used to, we were used to coming and being in the presence. We were getting full all the time. Whoop, now we've got this global pandemic. We were under mandatory lockdown. We tried everything in our power to bring you into the presence of God via internet. But there were some that did not like that. Not just our church, others. But what happens when, when we got used to coming and now we're not? And we think that, well, I'm full. That's going to be enough. That's going to be sufficient. But you and I both know that even though I'm, I may be full right now, what happens over time 
when water's not continually being filled. Just because it's full right now, is it going to be full next week? Water evaporates. And over time, that glass, though it was full when we sat there, when we, when we got out of the outpouring, when we got out of the presence, though it's full now, it's not always going to continue to be full because it evaporates. This is, where, this is where getting back into the presence of God is that much more important. You say, well, I, I, I'm praying at home. That's awesome. I'm reading my, my word at home. That's great. I'm listening to pastors. That's awesome. But you may be going through something that nobody knows about, and you're all alone, and you don't have anybody to lean on. That's why we come to church. That's why we get gathered. Look, Hebrews says, forsake not the gathering together. But then there's these things that happen in our life and we don't understand. I, they was out of our control. And the hard part is getting back and finding the outpouring of the love of God. Is this making sense? Is this not the best place to be? Now look, let's go back to this. There are people, no, let's go somewhere. Let's, go, let's, let's move forward, okay? Now, let me give you another illustration. Red food coloring. I know you can't see it that far, but there's red food coloring in there. Okay? We're going to add a little water so you can see. Okay? Now everybody see it? That red represents sin in your life. Now how many of you know that we're not perfect, right? There's no one person in here that's perfect. So we're, we all struggle with sin. We all do. And if you say you don't, well, you're, you're, you're lying. You're, you're just in denial. Because we all do. Myself included. There are people here this morning or watching online that are like this. That are, let's just say, we come to church, okay? There are people in here today in our church. Yeah, they, the, if the water represents the love of God, but yet the red represents sin, it's not overflowing, right? This, there are people here today that this is how you live. This is your life right now. You say, well, I got, I got the love of God, right? There's no denying that. Am I, am I right? But there's still sin. And this may be, um, the, the sin may be addictions. The sin may be a secret sin that nobody knows about. It might be hatred. It might be 
what you, you, whatever you want it to be, name it. That's it. And you will continue to be like this. Do you think anything like this, any Christian, any Christian, any person that claims to know God, do you think this type of person can make heaven their eternal home? Now, this is where, this is where I know it's going to get tricky, right? What about grace, Pastor? What about it? What about God's love? God doesn't want any of us to perish. No, God doesn't. But I make decisions to add the sin to my life. I make the decision to not be in the presence of God and have that continual flow. Well, I, I come on Sundays. I even come on Wednesdays. Is that enough? To this point, no. And I understand there's, there's things and situations in your life that prevents you. But don't be like this. Don't be comfortable with just barely enough. Don't get comfortable in the place where, where well, I, I, come, I come to church and, and I, just, I, I just play with it. You know, God's pouring out His love and, and I, just, I just dabble a little bit. I get a little drop every once in a while just to, just to appease my family, just to make sure they see me in the altar, just because they see me raise my hand. I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to stay under. Look, it's going to continue to stay like this until you get a full experience of God. And though, though you still have sin in your life, it's beginning to dilute. Though you have sin in your life, those feelings and those emotions, those habits, those addictions, they begin to go away over time. Because while you're filling your life with more of the power of God, the love of God, and it cannot help but to continue to dilute. Sin's still there, right? Still there? I, I struggle with it every day, don't you? Are you following me? Is this making sense? I continue and I strive every day to know more, to learn more, because my goal in my life is to be so full of God that every sin that I face, every dark demon that I chase or that it chases me, I am so full of the power and the love of God that there's no room for sin any longer. There's no room for hate. And all there is is the love of God that surpasses all of my understanding. Because now, it's clean. And there's not, it's not no one to say that every day, there's new sin that's added. And that will continue to stay red unless I stay in the fullness and in the power of God's love. I don't know who this is for today, but you're not here by accident because I did not want to preach this today. There are things in our life that keep us from His love. We are only going to be able to love at the measure of God's love in us. 
I love that lady, Susan, more than life itself. I would die for her. I would lay my life on the line for her, for my kids, for my grandbaby. I would lay my life on the line for you. And there are people today in our society, maybe in our church, maybe in our friend group, that would not say the same. But God, John 3, 16, He says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son to die so we can have eternal life with Him. If God loves us so much and we are to be full of God's love that much, is it not that important to us to be full of God? Because my family's depending on me to be full of this love. You, our church here, you are depending on me to stay in the spout, to stay under the power, to stay in the presence of God so much. Your life is depending on it. Your eternity is depending on it. That's a heavy responsibility, right? Every time I stand behind this pulpit, I have those feelings and emotions. Maybe that's why I was so nervous this morning. Because some of us are content. Watch me try to pour this. Some of us are content with living like this. Yeah, it's diluted. It's not as prominent. I can hide this. I can keep this a secret. And there are times in our life when, when, we, when we, even, we, even, we even lie to our own selves. That let's try to make this full. Well, that's full, okay? Just, just pretend. It's almost full. We can allow things to come between us. And we can still be in the presence of God, but I'm not getting filled. I'm not receiving anything. Look, it's, it's still the same amount. It's not overflowing any longer. I allow things to continue to, to cover me or to keep me from... Anything, anything that keeps me from the love of God keeps me from being filled. It keeps me from being filled. This can be whatever you want it to be. This can be your family. This can be pride. This can be your job. This can be anything that keeps you from experiencing the fullness of God's love. I'm coming to church, Pastor. I'm doing everything I can. I'm not being full. I'm not being filled. 
there's an issue. There's something that's got your attention bigger and greater than the love of God. And we're allowing it to rule our life. I don't want you to be one of these. I don't. I want you to continue to be so full of God. That you are filled and continue to be filled until you're completely pure. That may be an easy illustration. And again, it's an illustration. It's just an illustration. But I hope that it paints a picture for you and how you're living. Look, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not bashing anybody, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying anybody is going to hell, but I promise you this, if you are not full of God's love, if you don't have Him living in your life, if He's not number one, if you're allowing things to come between you and God, then you're not going to heaven. And nobody wants to hear that, I know. These are strong words. I told you at the beginning of the year, God's, going to, God's wanting me to say the difficult things because it's time to stop playing around with church and with God. Because we get into grooves and we think, well, this is fine. This is fine. I can do this. I, I, I get it. There are things in our life that just happen and we can't help but not be here. I get it. I'm not, I'm not casting judgment on anybody, but I do want you to know, I do want to make it clear that when you allow things, no matter what it is, if you allow things to come and separate you from God, then you do not have a relationship with the Master. Plain and simple. You want to make heaven... Your eternal home, you have to have a relationship with Him. The Bible is very clear. The only way is through Jesus Christ. Knowing Him as your Lord and Savior, making sure your name is written down, making sure that when that trumpet sounds, you're out of here. I'm not asking you to be perfect. Well, Pastor, that's what you're saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. We want to talk about grace. We want, to talk about, we want to talk about holiness. We want to talk about sanctification. We want to talk about redemption. We want to talk about all those things that we don't like to talk about. The answer is simple. Jesus has to be number one in your life. If he's number one, it's a day after day battle. I promise it's not a one-and-done deal. You're going to fight for your life every single day. You're going to fight for your salvation every single day of your life. You need to if you ain't. 
My Uncle Ricky shared the story of, of my grandpa talking to him back in the 80s. He said, he said Rick, you've got, if you have to ride the altar until Jesus comes, ride it every day. Ride it every day. Love. There's no room for hate. There's no room for discord. There's no room for dissension. There's no room for anything that is negative in a relationship with God. There's no room for it. Is that going to make people not hurt you? No. But people are still going to hurt you. There are going to be people on this side that may say something about somebody on this side that's going to hurt their feelings. I thought, they were, I thought they were saved. I thought they were a Christian. They're not perfect. Right? Are y'all, are y'all following me? Are y'all with me? There are no such thing as a perfect person. Sometimes people just hurt people's feelings. Get over it. Don't go to hell over it. That's good preaching. You just don't know how bad it was. I don't know. And I don't care. I'm not going to go to hell over somebody hurting my feelings. Well, they just, they just said something so bad about me. I don't care. That's mean. That may sound mean and demeaning. Listen, if you're going to get hung up on the petty stuff, And not the truth. Because this is all that matters. This is it. I told you that the, at the beginning of the year, it's going to be some hard conversations, some hard stuff. But look, don't you want to make heaven your home? I'm going to say this one thing, and then we're going to close. If y'all musicians want to come. I told you I was going to prove love with the Scripture. In 1 John chapter 4. Look, we're, we're coming to... Uh, this part in our, our, in our world, in the United States, we've got, we've got presidential elections. We've got elections that's coming up. It's going to get ugly. It's been ugly. It's going to get uglier. There's going to be other things that are happening. There, there are people that are making, taking stances against, against all kinds of just stupid stu Stupid stuff. I don't like saying that word from the pulpit, but it's just plumb stupid. And people feed off of it. We feed off of negativity. We feed off of junk. We feed off of it. You begin to look at, at people differently. We look at people, we look at our world differently, and we cannot allow that thing.
thing or the things that are happening in our world to, to, to feed us the junk and to live off of the junk. So be careful when things are being said that you're not falling in line or falling into that place where you're, you're feeding off of each other and you're, you're making statements that don't line up with the Word of God. Well, I don't do that. Well, when you start, lamb, when you start bashing people, that does not line up with the Word of God. When you start speaking hate, when you start saying things, well, they are, they are going to hell because there are people that, well, if they don't change the way they believe, they're going to hell. I've heard people tell, say that. Well, it may be true, but you don't have the right to say that because it's not your life. All I want to say is, we have to have love. And I know what I've said this morning, maybe these last few words, that's not showing the image of love, but last Sunday, I think it was last Sunday afternoon, I, don't, I think it was, there was, uh, I, got a, I got a news bump on my phone from Fox News on Instagram. And it said that there was these anti-Catholic, transgender group or whatever. They were, they were protesting with megaphones. And they were proclaiming in a parade within the borders of our country. We are coming for your children. We are coming for your children. And I posted, all that I posted was, no, you're not. Because my kids, and I pray over your kids, that they are covered by the God-shed blood of Jesus Christ. That scripture says that no weapon formed against me shall defeat me. And what the enemy speaks is nothing but lies. Now at that moment, I could choose to have hatred in my heart for them. And what they're saying. Or I can choose to stand upon the word of God and know what the promises are. That the Word says, train them up in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. There's nothing that the enemy can do that can defeat me, that can defeat you, if you don't allow it. So we can choose to accept it and get mad, get our feathers ruffled and all that stuff. Or we can stand on the promises and know that I have to have love for them. They may be ignorant to the Scripture. They may be ignorant to the, to the knowledge of God. But Scripture says in 1 John 4, verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and 
knows God. Verse 8, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. God is love. God is love. You will only be able to love to the measure of how much God's love you have in you. The answer is to get in his presence and stay there. Get under his love being poured out and stay there. You're going to struggle. You're going to fight. But I've read the end of the book, We Win. We know the disciples got in the boat. We know if Jesus is God in the flesh, we know that he knew that the storm was coming. He didn't tell them, to, you need to go around the storm that's coming. No, the weather's going to be bad. No, he allowed them to get in the boat and he said, go to the other side. The storm came. Jesus was asleep in the boat in the middle of the storm. He wasn't worried. Because he's the God of the storm. And you may not understand that, but your storm that you're in, he's there with you. And that storm that's going to happen tomorrow, he'll be there ready to hold you and to tell you everything's going to be okay. But the key is staying in the love of God where it's being poured out. Don't allow things of this world to pull you out and to become satisfied. Let the power of God fill you day after day after day after day. That's the only way we thrive is being in His presence. Would you stand with me all over this room? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Say, Pastor, I, I need more of this love. Let me tell you, this love, it heals things. It heals your home. It heals your situations. It heals your work. It heals everything. It heals your body. It'll heal your mind because you're being filled and there's no room for confusion. There's no room for hatred. There's no room for discord. There's no room for whatever else that keeps you out of the presence of God. There's no room for it. Say, Pastor, I need to be filled. I need to continue to receive. But right now, I'm not where I need to be. And I want to make that change today. If that's you, I want to ask you to do one thing for me. I'm not going to prolong. I'm not going to beg. But if you're here today and that's you, I want you to step out from where you're standing and make your way to the front. Well, Pastor, we already had an altar time. I know. God, God gave me this word for a reason. Maybe, just maybe, it's you. If God's been dealing with you, would you would you step out from where you're standing and make your way to the front? Don't wait. Say, Pastor, I, I've got something that's keeping me 
from, from receiving. I've got something that's blocking it. I've got an addiction or I've got, a, I've got hate in my life or hurt in my heart. And I need that removed so I can receive everything God has for me. Do this for me. If that's you this morning and you may say, Pastor, I'm just not ready to make that step. I promise you, I hope that you would. I want to pray with you. I want to, I'm going to be your biggest fan. I'm going to pray for you and pray with you. But maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I, I just, I can't right now. But I want you to pray for me. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up and back down? Amen. There's a hand. There's a hand. Anybody else? Yes, there's a hand. Anybody else? Real quick. We're going to, we're going to dismiss. We're going home. I promise. Yes. Anybody else? Pray with me this morning. Father, You've seen the hands. You know their life. You know their situation. You know what's going on. And Father, I just pray right now that you would fill them with an overflowing love like they cannot explain. That your power and your presence is becoming more real right now than ever. Bring forgiveness into their life. Forgive them of any wrong, any sin that keeps them, that separates them from your love. Remove it. Whatever it is. And God, we allow you, we want you to pour out your love. Tear back the windows of heaven and pour it out upon us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hey, I want you to know I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Remember, you're not here by accident. You go nowhere by accident, right? That wherever you go, God is sending you. Wherever you are, He's put you there. He has a purpose in your presence. He has a purpose in your presence. Do you believe that? You have a purpose. He's got something to get to you, to get through you to somebody else called you to be the one. I love you, and I pray you have a great rest of your afternoon.